It's Flynn Stage Radio with Steve McQueen, a behind-the-curtains podcast featuring conversations with artists, producers, directors, and more. Grab your all-access pass and follow the man himself, artistic director Steve McQueen. All right, ready to start? Yeah, let's do this thing. Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Steve McQueen, the artistic director at The Flynn, and I have the great pleasure today of sitting across the table uh, from Bill Ellis, who is a newly tenured associate professor at St. Michael's College. Congratulations on that. I appreciate it. Um, Bill, in addition to being a professor, is a musician himself, does the finger-picking acoustic style, the hard stuff. I'm an electric guitar guy, like power chords. I find that much easier. Bill does, Bill does things the hard way. And um, he's also a musicologist, and uh, what brings him to our table today is that he has been invaluable in putting together a series for the Flynn's 16-17 uh, season that focuses on the musical riches that we have with Burlington's uh, resettlement community. Uh, so uh, Bill was also for years the music writer at the Memphis Commercial Appeal and one of the great music cities in America, Memphis. There was like, what else? New Orleans, Detroit? Yeah, about Nashville. It? Nashville. Yeah. Nashville counts for yeah. sure. Um, so we'll probably get into that later. But let's start with this series. I, I'll just give a statement and you go with it. But Burlington is changing. Oh, it's been changing for quite some yeah. time. Mm -hmm. And that, that was my realization coming from Memphis. Uh, a great musical town, as you just said, and, and a wonderful musical communities. I mean, that, that's, the, that's what I love about music, is that it's not just about commercialism, it's not just about the next hit record, it's about communities of people coming mm -hmm. together and, 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 and creating things. And, and so in Memphis, you know, wonderful communities in, in the gospel, gospel scene, hip-hop, of course, uh, blues, soul, yeah, you name it, rock yeah. and roll. I mean, these great pockets of communities and musicians who came together to make amazing, world-changing music, right? And so, uh, coming up to Burlington, I realized that uh, I had no, really, no preconception of, of Burlington and Vermont, um, and uh, except it was Bernie Land, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> and um, proudly so. But uh, once I got here, I realized that, that that Burlington, for the past, you know, two decades now, has been an important. Uh, a resource and an important center for the resettlement of, uh, of uh, refugee populations uh, and, and immigrants. But immediately, I get a knock on my door. I think they're probably the first month or so on, them, on campus, and it's this uh, fellow named uh, Khalil Khalil Jiris, and he says, um, "You must meet my friend Anwar." I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. and so I'm going to take you to him. Takes me to Anwar, who's living in South Burlington at the time in a small apartment. On Mars, you know, at the time he's in his, uh, he just turned 70, 71, 72. Um, and he's this amazing uh, uh, oud mm -hmm. player and violin master. Uh, and come to find out, he had played with, you know, the, the, the Radio Damascus Orchestra and wow. toured Europe for years. And, you know, he was sort of the Eddie Van Halen of the oud back in his day. And you can find some of his stuff, like old 80s videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Udi Van Halen? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use that. That's great. And so, uh, but yeah, and so here he is in his 70s in Burlington, of all places. Right. The, the quiet space, nature, it provided the uh, uh, the setting that he needed to compose. Had he always been a composer, or had he been a player more than a composer uh, before? More a player than a composer early on, Okay, but he was, I think, always writing. Mm -hmm. uh, but once he once he got to Burlington, he became very, very prolific. And he's banged out, I don't know, three dozen pieces 
right. in the past five years. And he got here right about around the time that I did, uh, in okay. 2011, I want to say. I know two years ago he had a Flynn Artist Space Grant yeah. and did a remarkable performance. Yeah. He gave him some space to work on some compositions and that final performance was just fantastic. Oh, he, he's amazing. And and so I, I got to meet Anwar, got to know Anwar. I mean, he's, he's, he's a member of the family now. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Um, and I thought, well, if Onor's here, who else is here? Right. And uh, the second year I was at St. Mike's, I put on a concert uh, at our recital hall with Walinja and A2VT. Okay. Now, the cool thing about that is A2VT, uh, these great uh, rappers, right, who've been around for, for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Winooski, My Town. Right, this that is was a big viral hit on mm-hmm. YouTube. Right? Um, but uh, Saeed Boule, who's uh, one of the members of A2VT, uh, he is the nephew of Mohammed Boule, who's the leader of Walenja. Ah. And so uh, Walenja is this amazing... They're very different groups. Very, very different <laughs> groups. So Somali Bantu Wedding Ensemble. Right. Talk about very specific sort of mm-hmm. you know, function. Uh, but And the, the backstory there is amazing because uh, Osman, who was a friend of, of Mohammed's, they're, they're both uh, in Somalia. They're during the war, the Civil War. And so uh, Osman apparently is shot in the back, left for dead in the river. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, Mohammed gets out gets, uh, and, and, is, and gets resettled in uh, Vermont. Uh, I believe Osman uh, gets resettled in Virginia. Right? Okay. He survives, amazingly yeah, enough. that's incredible. And then a few years later, he's knocking on Mohammed's door in Burlington. Here I am. I'm alive. And to celebrate, they form a band. Wow. And, and, and they, they tour all over America playing Somali Bantu weddings. And they have very interesting repertoire that's that's geared toward that and toward celebration and community. Uh, Muhammad makes his own instruments. He goes to Home Depot and buys PVC pipe to make the drums and wow. builds his own beautiful Sharara lyres. And, uh, that makes me uh, feel so lazy with any band yeah. I've ever been in my life. <laughs> but <laughs> imagine talking about a concept for us. I mean, incredible. just to yeah. celebrate... Life, life. Yeah. I know. I know. Return to life. It's, it's a, yeah. And, uh, uh, and I just so, want free beer. I feel like <laughs> so shallow right now. Uh, and so yeah, so so I, I I put them on the same show together because I wanted to show two generations of Somali Bantu musicians creating music. So there are four concerts. Uh, the first concert, uh, the theme is essentially rap with an African diaspora mm-hmm. sort of sensibility about it. Uh, we have Sin Sizzle, who's uh, originally from Ghana. He's uh, one of his uh, family members. Uh, is uh, um, He's a relative of Kofi Annan, no, uh, okay. the former Secretary General of the UN. Yeah. So. G-M-M-T Sin Sizzle Uh, we have A2B team. We have uh, Benny and Deweyo, right. right? Who's uh, who's going to perform as well? And Benny has a more sort of pop sensibility about his his music. So That's I think right. it's real exciting because rap music uh, is amazing in how uh, it's able to um, 
reflect multiple identities or embrace multiple identities at once. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the nature of the new immigrant status, right? So, you know, yeah. it's Canadian, he's American, he's, he's a lot of things at once in Edwin Owusu's music. And he's able to reflect all of that more and hold those tensions in place right. in the music. And rap is a uniquely poised to do that more than yeah. a lot of other popular music. So oh, I think that's, that's why it's so powerful throughout world uh, traditions. If I stumble or even fail this head test And I did rest Cause this is all me, me Concentrated We're all on Saturdays uh, So October 1st is the first uh, got Anwar, right? We've got Anwar coming in November, November 19th Nice um, And he's going to be performing with Tashi Sherpa If you do go to North Street You've probably been to the Himalayan shop I have been to the Himalayan she owns the Himalayan shop, and and come to find out, he's also a singer songwriter. Uh, it's not going to be Nepali traditional music. Right. It's going to be singer songwriter stuff. It's going to okay. be very much who he is now in Burlington and in America. Excellent. And that's think, the intersection. Think, yeah, exactly, and, and and that's that's what I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be the the second night. Uh, the third night is going to be uh, February 18th, mm-hmm. and we're going to have the Vermont Hindu Temple uh, performing, uh, and then uh, opening are going to be two didgeridoo players, Robin Hanbridge and uh, uh, Pitts Quatron. And so they're not part of the uh, the immigrant experience here in America. But I also wanted to include, I mean, with the idea of new voices as the title for this series, to embrace the idea, too, that uh, various uh, ethnic and traditional forms uh, are being embraced by local Vermont musicians as well. And, and the theme that night really is, is uh, music and spirituality. Great. So Vermont Hindu Temple is going to be celebrating... Uh, their faith through music and dance and song, okay. uh, and uh, the didgeridoo players, I think, will sort of lay the lay, open up our ears to to, to receive it in that way. I think it'll be an interesting night of music as well. Right. And then the final night, which we will have, um, when is that? April eighth. Yeah. Uh, is going to be Walinja, who we were just talking about, uh, and then uh, Mingmar Serring opening, uh, who's a Tibetan musician, a wonderful, wonderful uh, musician. Uh, Mingmar plays the dranyan. Mm. Uh, it's a traditional plucked uh, uh, Tibetan plucked lute. Okay. Uh, and I'm hoping to, be, between now and then, to take some lessons on this thing from, oh. from Mingmar. So. You gonna crash the stage? No, I would not do that. No, but, uh, I'll, I'll crash, I would my, li- crash my living room. Embarrass <laughs> my daughter with the dranyan performance. So uh, uh, yeah, so I, I think this is gonna be a great way to celebrate. I'm excited. Uh, I think it's one of the highlights of our today. coming season for sure. I'm really yeah, excited about I, I'm, it. I'm excited to see uh, these new Vermont communities come to the floor. Mm-hmm. I can't let you go just because uh, without asking a couple of questions because I'm like an old school rock and roll fan and yeah. rock and roll history, and I think. I think the god of rock and roll would be Sam Phillips. I think that's safe to say, like the like the guy. Yeah. And yeah. so, you, tell us the Sam. <clears throat> Sam Phillips uh, founded Sun Records in Memphis and first recorded Elvis and Helen Wolf and all those guys. And he's a famous Memphis uh, genius slash eccentric. I don't think you have a Memphis music scene without Sam. I don't think you do either. I am serious because everybody who came after Sam saw Sam as the model, as the model, including Stax Records and High Records. Yeah. You know. Oh, great. Thing. So uh, give us a Sam Phillips story. Yeah. So well, you know, it's it's funny. I. 
a lot of great memories with Sam. Sam would call me up every Christmas morning. Oh, nice. I mean, it was... If he would have called me <laughs> once, that would have been my best Christmas <laughs> present ever. But I knew it was Christmas morning. I knew I, I could not leave the house until that phone rang. <laughs> and it was Sam. And we would just talk about it. The last time, the last conversation I had with him before he died, it was a Christmas morning. Uh, and uh, um, he had called, and we were just talking about different things. And he told me he had wanted he wanted to get back in the studio and produce again. Yeah. And he wanted to produce Chris Isaac. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You could unlock some potential there, probably. That would have been great. Yeah. That didn't happen. It didn't happen. No Chris way. Isaac eventually did make a, a sort of a, a Rockabilly Sun Records tribute record. Okay. years back, I think. Makes sense. He's got the voice. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Sam was amazing. I, I, we could go on talking. Yeah. Maybe we will go on talking and talking after the tape stops. But for now, we should probably call it, uh, call it a day here well, and say, is, invite everybody to come and see these fantastic please, performances please. and say thank you to you, Bill, for putting this no, together No, this isn't us. about me. It's about them. And, yeah, and I, I just, I thank the Flynn. I thank you and John for... For making this happen, uh, this is a real treat, and I, I, I yeah, I just I'm so excited for these musicians to get some due respect and exposure. Oh, it's gonna be too. wonderful. Everybody, come see it. Yep. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome.